love that guy. Uh, who does that one, actually? <laughs> that is Lee G Greenwood. Uh, believe it or not, I have seen this guy perform more than anybody else alive or dead. <laughs> Did he come and see the troops uh, all the time in the Middle Bro, East? Oh, he played, like, it was literally every time there was a USO show, he was there, man. He oh, And he always played that song, like. I saw it when I was in basic training. I saw it when I was in uh, AIT. I saw it when I was at my unit in Texas. I saw it when I was in uh, Qatar. Wow, man. Yeah. It's yeah. Um, the Patriots in America, <clears throat> especially in Florida, love that song. Uh, I told you uh, and listeners out there a while back about a karaoke bar in Florida that Emma and I were at, and everybody started singing the national anthem. Uh, yeah. It was a very beautiful moment, actually. Uh, it took us by surprise. And uh, the guy who ran the karaoke, he did one song for karaoke, and it was that song. Oh, great. And he, yeah, great. he nailed it, belted it out, <laughs> hit all the notes, and then uh, later on, you know, led everybody in that whole uh, <laughs> great uh, national anthem. Uh, recital, but yeah, man, that's some uh, patriotic shit. These guys get paid for these USO shows, but dude, it's not soldiers, soldier field money. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like you sold out Madison Square Garden, that kind right. of and, <laughs> and these are guys who could go make that money. You know what I mean? And so then for you to just fly to the Middle East, some bumfuck dude, we're in the middle of nowhere, and you just come perform in a tent for a bunch of guys who honestly, like, we're not even... We're too robotic to even like dance or like you know what I mean. Yeah, you're just listening. It's two hundred guys out. just standing there listening to you. Yeah, it's a little awkward actually. Probably to play it's for. Kinda... <laughs> but we appreciate it so much. It's like one of the best times of our of our deployments and everything. No, I. You know? That's why uh, you know we love and adore Kid Rock. A guy who's why willing... he's my favorite, dude. He's, yeah. He will always be one of my favorite performers ever because he came and he put uh, he put on a fucking show in Qatar under the stupid tent in the heat. You know what I mean? And like, that's killer, man. That's the way to do it. Yeah. That's you know you could tell that the guy really cares and loves to play yes. and entertain and be there for yes. the troops and the guys and for the country. Because you could be out in like Europe somewhere doing yes. some crazy show. You're going to have these supermodels fucking you backstage afterwards. Instead, you fly out to like this canop this tent canopy with 300 dudes who are sweaty and covered in sand. You know? Yes, <laughs> How easily could he have been over on Epstein Island with Kevin Spacey yes. and Bill Clinton having the best time of his life. No, he's out there in Qatar uh, in that sweaty hot tent in the, in the <laughs> desert just rocking out for you guys. That's awesome, man. It, it takes That's a why, you know, uh, I don't know if you saw that shit going around about Joe Rogan, but I think he nailed it. He, Joe Rogan talked about the Dylan Mulvaney thing. I'm not uh, up to speed. Was this during his interview with Ice Cube or uh, maybe another? I think uh, it was Ice Cube, did, yeah. yeah. Or one of the new ones. It's one of the newer episodes, but... Uh, he talks about how uh, Bud Light did not lose their their customers when they gave the can to Dylan Mulvaney. <laughs> Bud right. Light lost their customers when Kid Rock shot a gun at your, <laughs> your yes. cans. Yes, absolutely, man. Because Kid Rock is kind of that guy in that world that we listen to. Yes. You know what I mean? For sure. <laughs> because he's 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 
put his middle finger up to the establishment enough times where you're like, you know, you could kind of follow a guy like that. I don't know. I believe in a man who uh, has a motto of ball with the ball. I think ball with uh, the- <laughs> any any sane human who declares ball with the ball, I'm behind <laughs> this man. Maniac I, or not, I am with him. I just don't think he would steer you to a place that would hurt America, you know? Uh, I just think he really loves the country. Yeah, I think there's certain people who just love having a home and community and, um, you know, security and liberty and uh, the ability Freedom, man. the ability to be free and uh, make a living and... A guy like Kid Rock really uh, seems to respect and honor that freedom and gift that he's been, uh, you know, uh, given, and he uh, gives back to the universe that has given to him, like, so like, it's great stuff. Like, I, I'm not even exaggerating. While he's performing a free show for us dirty fucking dudes in the desert, uh, Bruce Springsteen is putting on a concert with $1,200 tickets. <laughs> That's absolutely right. Or uh, Taylor <laughs> Swift. So, so who's more American? You know, you never got uh, to see uh, the boss out there in Qatar. He never swung by with the E Street Band. <laughs> no Max Weinberg, man. Come on. Uh, uh, unfortunately, I served at a time where it really wasn't hip to be there. Right. Oh, yeah. Like in 2010, it kind of faded. Like you didn't really talk about it's you know. funny, too, how these celebrities, like, they tie themselves to one bandwagon and then the other, and then when you're no longer usable, they kind of toss you away like a filthy towel. And, you know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. when the military were no longer worked for whatever the Democrats and the left were campaigning for, it... It, it, no, yeah. it was more like it was more like 2010 during Obama. You couldn't really talk about the military because, because Obama milita- was killing more people with drones than any president <laughs> yeah. in the history of humankind. Yeah, they they the Democrats took over, realized they had to continue doing what the Republicans were doing. But after spending eight years ridiculing the Republicans, they couldn't let anybody talk about. It. <laughs> That's right. So they just kind of did these big grandiose things where they like cut the budget and it just it really hurt the guys on the ground. That's why a lot of soldiers hate Obama, especially guys who served during his term. He really fucked us. Like, the political... I, I don't know. The, well, I, I know what the, <laughs> the Democrats say about the military budget and everything. Yeah. But you cut the military budget. What do you, they're going to cut $10 on every one of my fucking bulletproof vests. You know what <laughs> I mean? They're not going to stop the investment in Raytheon's R&D. That's right. <laughs> right yes man so, yeah. so when you cut that budget you're not hurting raytheon you're hurting private police on the ground That's he, now, right. he now has to go fight with an m16 from vietnam yeah you man know? no it's uh it's pretty obvious why people in the military and you know didn't care for obama's uh takeover he not only i don't think was funding you know properly enough you know the troops on the ground but also uh the rhetoric, man. The guy spoke like a dude who didn't like America. How are you going to send these yeah. troops off to fight when you yourself are shitting on the country? How do you defend this oh, country? Dude. And they put that's when they started putting in these absurd rules of engagement, dude. It, that's when it became like 
you, dude, you, you could be a ter- you could be a known terrorist walking around the street with an AK strapped to your shoulder, right? And we couldn't do anything. You could take it, you could point it at me. I can't do anything. Wow. Once you once you fire it, now I could shoot you. This, like, what uh, the fuck, dude? I can only imagine the guy who came up with that policy went to Chicago and came up with their crime policies. Uh, for Lori Lightfoot, <laughs> yeah, right? Those are guys who have never looked down the barrel of a gun. You know what I mean? Like that's that's a, that's an absurd request to ask of your soldiers. I think to be Don't fair, uh, the rule was you could only stop the jihadi terrorist if he had more than one thousand dollars worth of uh, terrorist equipment on hand. Uh, it was over one thousand. You could you could pursue and apprehend the terrorist under one thousand. There's just certain like rules that. there. Uh, you you don't want to be racist. You know what I'm saying? That you know, just, we're, we're not allowed to chase that. him either. That's right. Yeah, you can't run after the jihadi terrorist. Uh, if he if he has stolen any merchandise, right? <laughs> to build yeah, that his. That was really an insane time because I joined in 2007 under Bush during the troop surge where they were kind of just giving everything. They, that was like a full-on push, right? Well, because and they then, made a uh, huge mistake and they had to uh, make up for their whoopsies. It <laughs> was a big cover-up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boys, we, uh, we, we fucked up. We got to spend a bunch of money. Go! Yeah, and then at the end, it was like you're in the middle of the Obama. I don't know. That was weird. Well, Obama was weird because he... I guess more publicly at that point, we started... Not hiding the fact that we were, uh, we were participating in war efforts in Yemen and, and Somalia, yeah. and we yeah, had call, yeah. we had troops on the ground in Yemen. Where was uh, Benghazi? Oh, good call. Yeah, what year was that? Twenty seventeen. Or no. no, I'm sorry. Oh, it was I, before I, the election. Twenty thirteen or something like that. Like a uh, we. we we were 2012. At, we were at war in so many random countries and doing covert operations and uh I'm not making yeah. it up uh, and being funny about it uh Obama statistically has killed more people with drone warfare than any other president in American history. The guy was flying drones over random African countries and just blowing people up, man. Yeah, that was in Libya. Dude, that was uh, they attacked the embassy at September 11th. 2012. Wow. I didn't even realize it was September 11th. The fall of Libya was monumental for that region and the instability going on there. Uh, it was part of the seven-point key plan that generally General uh, Wesley Clark outlined. Uh, he said in multiple interviews that the plan was for us to take out and destabilize these seven countries, uh, Syria, Iraq, uh, Libya, uh, Iran is the last one on there that we still haven't gotten to. But, uh, you know, the Bamas and, you know, the, they were a part of this whole war machine, man, that was put into the... It started with the Bushes. Obama took over. Nothing slowed down. For sure. It just like, Same thing with it, Trump, though. Nothing slowed... Really, nothing slowed down until Biden did the disastrous withdrawal. I know. <laughs> and then Biden pooped his pants in Afghanistan. That's what happened. He there. decided he was going to do it. All right, Joe. <laughs> Good luck, buddy. You know, the more we look back on it, uh, the pullout of Afghanistan. I think. Are you the one who was uh, floating it out there that that was a full-on Joe Biden decision? 
Oh, I believe it 100%. And there's a lot of insider intel on the fact that Joe was kind of a bit off beat and a little out of his mind and uh, was just the big push or pusher behind uh, that obscene and ridiculous debacle of a pullout in uh, Afghanistan. He was just held, he was held bent on the 9-11 photo op. We're out of Afghanistan. Mission accomplished, man. On September 11th, it was the 20th anniversary of us invading, or of of the attack. Remember, because this was 2001. Yeah, man. I mean, there's a lot of problems in this White House. There's uh, no doubt about it. And when you're looking at the bigger picture, and you're thinking, could this White House be any more dysfunctional the answer is yes. Welcome back. Let's head to Washington, where an investigation is underway after white powder was found at the White House. Let's give you a live look there at the White House. That substance was discovered Sunday night, and testing revealed it was cocaine. Now, the Secret Service wants to know how that cocaine Where's ended Hunter? up inside the building. Bro, Hunter was at the White House like three <laughs> days ago. There's no joke about this, man. He was literally there, dude. Hunter okay. was there. So next week is going to come out. There's a WhatsApp message. Yo, where the powder at? <laughs> <laughs> Just mail it. They'll never find it. There's no way this is the first time someone dropped a baggie of Coke at the White House. I could only imagine all these people oh. are fucking blow of some sort. Oh, uh, come on, Clinton days? <laughs> News Nation's Evan Lambert joins us live. And Evan, people initially had to be evacuated because of this. Yeah, Nicole, this all led to a brief evacuation on Sunday night. We are just now finding out about it today, though, after the Washington Post first reported on this. News Nation was able to obtain dispatch audio, and a D.C. fire source confirms to us that this preliminarily tested positive for cocaine, a source adding that it was found in a West Wing work area. Take a listen to this dispatch audio. We have a yellow bar stating cocaine. And officials have pointed out that some tours go through the West Wing. The substance uh, was found by Secret Service tour. agents doing... That's right, it was actually Hunter with three hookers. And he was just kind of showing them <laughs> around the grounds. That's where I weigh out my crack over here. I was banging Molly over in that room over there. Yeah! <laughs> you know who was really sweating is George Bush. Like, I knew I dropped that bag somewhere. <laughs> That's right, what was it? Were you... I would love to see his uh, his Google searches. Can fingerprints last 15 years? Anybody know if that was in the West Wing? <laughs> <laughs> You're doing a heck of a job there, Brownie. <laughs> Routine rounds on Sunday evening and was not said to be found in any particular office. How the substance got into the White House and who it belonged to are all under investigation by the Secret Service. In a statement, spokesman Anthony Guglielmi said, quote, on... Did you catch this guy's name? Guglielmi, dude, you guys are just fucking with us now. Come on. You're making these names... Great... <laughs> Great googly moly! Get the... F Get out of here with the same. <laughs> sir, sir, what do we call it? Eh. We're 90 seconds into this. Nobody's gonna remember. Thank you for that riveting report, Dave Journalist. And uh, <laughs> next, remember who was the cop's name? It was like <laughs> oh, Arthur yeah. 
Mistress or Finder? They're like, like, like John Arrest. Or something like that. Yeah, what was his name? Right. John Lock him up or something. <laughs> Joe Pistol. Joe Pistol. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Pistol and Scott Googly Moogly. Yeah, Joe Pistol. <laughs> he arrested Rob the Bank. <laughs> They're freaking, they're pushing us right now. There's no way this is a real person. Got into the White House and who it belonged to are all under investigation by the Secret Service. In a statement, spokesman Anthony Guglielmi said, Great Googly Molly! <laughs> On Sunday evening, the White House complex went into a precautionary closure as officers from the Secret Service Uniformed Division investigated an unknown item found inside a work area. The D.C. Fire Department was called to evaluate and quickly determined the item to be non-hazardous. The item was sent for further evaluation <laughs> and an investigation. Into Agent the Johnson, comp- how do you know this is cocaine? Sir, I bought that yesterday. Uh, did you need to drop it while I was on shift? <laughs> I like the idea of the cops there at the office. It's late night and the phone rings and it's like, uh, hey, oh uh, yeah, this is... Uh, Hunter, uh, Biden, uh, heard you guys may have found something on the floor there. I think I could uh, swing by and pick that up for me, guys. Oh, I was going to go like, maybe it's like uh, he calls him the night he realizes he lost it. He's like, hey, guys, remember that, remember that gun problem you took care of? Uh, I got a cocaine problem. And a crack problem and a hooker problem. And I like underaged girls. And some of them might be named Molly Obama. And I may have banged my underage niece. Uh, very possible. Oh, really? There's all sorts of more. There's more footage. Uh, there's more photographs. There's endless yeah. streams of footage from this dude. He spent a lifetime photographing and filming himself doing crack cocaine and banging underage girls. I love how we're supposed to feel bad for him. I love how we're talking about his taxes. I can't get over this. <laughs> I just sp- I just said the previous sentence, and we're like, let's we gotta get this this scumbag. He hasn't paid his taxes in years. He owes us two million dollars. Photographs, endless photographs, and hard drives of this man banging underage prostitutes and doing crack cocaine. This piece of work never paid his taxes. No, no, no. He did take the bags of money from all these world leaders. He didn't pay a single dime in taxes. What a piece of shit. <laughs> I, that's my favorite part about Hunter. This whole thing. Nobody, like, it's there. The no, info's there. They proved he owed the government $2 million. Yes. Where did he get the income? <laughs> I know you paid the taxes. I know you smuggled girls and gave them to rich and powerful men. I don't need Jeffrey Epstein. I want the rich and powerful men. Yes. Yes. You know? And I know that you were just at the White House. And I know this is your bag of cocaine. I swear. The manner of how it entered the White House. Uh, 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 hold on. Did you guys test it? Is it 5% Parmesan cheese? <laughs> he likes to cut his cocaine with Parmesan cheese.
<laughs> you know, Hunter, he's a cultured guy. He likes to put a little I call it spice. cocaine al dente. <laughs> Cocaine Reggiano. Nobody likes it. Biden was not at the White House on Sunday. He was at Camp David. He is back here this morning. He came back for several events this afternoon, including a barbecue for the 4th of July hosted by the president and the first lady for military families. All right. So that's nice of Joe. Uh, and he had to get back and uh, catch, uh, probably uh, go talk to Hunter and... Uh, Give him a spanking for being a naughty boy here. Uh, come on, though. We got this administration. You have the uh, bald, mustachioed freak with the dress stealing women's clothing at the airport. You got the uh, the general who's a woman now. Uh, Admiral. Don't ever call it a general. Generals are in the Marine Corps and the, the Army. Admiral who's... They would never put that fucking beast in the... You know, <laughs> We so, have real generals. You got this whole clown show circus act of an administration. Every single day, it's one bullshit item after another. I, I'm young enough to remember about two years ago when you guys started issuing crack pipes to everybody. Yeah. Does everybody remember? We're goldfish. This was a major platform the Biden administration talked about like uh, six months into their uh, reign of terror here uh, that they were going to start Dishing out crack pipes for people. And then they stopped talking about crack pipes or free crack pipes because it became apparent that there were like three or four hard drives littered across the globe with Hunter Biden <laughs> smoking crack. And so, <laughs> Well, you know what's coming out, man? What really blows my mind. Uh, Joe Biden was the co-sponsor for the bill that ended up putting thousands of black men in jail for serious... For, 30 years for having a little bit of crack. Wow. You know how there was like that drug war and everything? Yes, and it's was... crazy because of that video <laughs> of Hunter weighing out the 30 grams of crack. Yeah, no, like, there's this bill that they passed, and it was like, tell me this is not racist. It, <laughs> it was a bill that they passed that pretty much if you had like half a gram of crack, it was like having 100 grams of cocaine. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know? Wow. He was the one that helped put that through Congress. He was responsible for all these crackheads that ended up with 30-year sentences. And then his son, well, he's just Frank. He's just a kid who needs a little help. <laughs> they always talk about him like a lost kid who, made, a who lost found kid. himself in some bad ways and he's made some mistakes, but you know he's coming back around. He's rebounding. He's going to go back <laughs> to school. He's 55 years old, dude. <laughs> I heard he just enrolled at community college, Frank. He's great. <laughs> He's going to learn to code. He's a really good kid. <laughs> a really good kid. <laughs> he got himself a job over at the Wendy's down the street. He's, he's bringing it back together, man. <laughs> That's terrible, dude. It's so terrible, man. Everything in the world will tell you that it is like the opposite of what you need to do to grow. Like it's incredible that they, uh, the media, legacy media, everybody who was glued to their screens for four years during the Trump derangement syndrome era, you know, everybody wanted these stories to be true about Don Jr. So badly they wanted this to be Don Jr. and it wasn't. 
Don Ju- yeah. what is John Don Jr. is just a a, a spoiled rich kid. He did a- take two he did get two billion dollars from the Saudis. But he followed all the rules, paid the right taxes, did the game. No, they're all getting kickbacks. Everyone's dirty uh, in the po- political arena there in D.C. and in New York. And I, oh, man. Just, uh, it's really funny because we all talk over. about, like, uh, Donald Trump sent a, sent a Jew into the Middle East to make a peace deal. Got <laughs> peace right. in the Middle East for the first time in thousands of years. Walked away with billions of dollars. I don't know how these Jews do it, man. No, they're geniuses, <laughs> man. They know what they're doing. I got to marry a Jew. <laughs> Um. Yeah, man. Just uh, I'm sure there's dating. <laughs> so my kids will be rich. It's got to be dating sites for that, right? Uh, they got the farmers only ones and the. You I know, can't there's... do the Mazeltov thing though, or the uh, the balls. What's the balls? Mazeltov. I think. No. Well, there's one thing. The matzo maz- balls. Oh, the matzo. You're not a fan of the matzo ball soup? It's delicious, oh, man. Get, a, get the fuck out of here. Ah, I think it's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, I might as well eat that fucking Chinese shit with the. Uh, it's tasteless. Wonton like soup. It. It, fuck that, dude. You don't like wonton soup either? The lowest I will go is minestrone. That's it. It better be minestrone or better. So you uh, don't eat anything that's not Italian, essentially? It's... No, it's got to have, like, you know, if I'm going to have a soup, it better have, like, a lot of ingredients. It better taste good. Even minestrone, you better put a little bit of beef in there for me. <laughs> so, you, stew. You like stew or chili is essentially what you want. <laughs> Minestrone with some beef is basically chili. That's it. <laughs> no, 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 come on, Frank. Nona makes it perfect. <laughs> Nona, Nona knows what I'm talking about. Can you make that soup with all the beef in it? Yeah. Chili? Nah, I'll call it soup. <laughs> yeah, no, she makes minestrone with a little bit of pulled pork or a little bit of beef. It's. A little like uh, pulled pork or uh, a little por- pulled roast beef. Uh, it sounds pretty good, actually, in that little minestrone cup. I'm not going to lie. It's amazing. Well, Mike, I, I, I understand you're not a fan of the salty, uh, brothy soups that are uh, maybe uh, not so meaty. The wonton soup, uh, one of my favorites, uh, something that I... I guess I won't be traveling to China for anytime that's, that's soon. That's the fucking thing where it's like you get the thing and it's all water and then there's one like noodle thing in the middle. Yeah. It's like a ravioli floating. It, dude, fuck you, Chinese. That's why you guys weigh 80 pounds. This is true, no doubt about it. And uh, maybe this is a good thing then that we're being warned, man, not to travel to China. This morning, Americans are being urged to reconsider travel to China over fears of possible wrongful detention. It comes as Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is set to visit the country this week. Face the Nation moderator and chief foreign affairs correspondent Margaret Brennan. Because their face recognition is set to Asian, so all the white people look. Yes, that's right. (laughs) Is that really? No, but I love your theory. That's fantastic. They need us to stop going over there because their AI has gone super racist against white people. <laughs> oh, and if you're black, forget about it. Yeah, there's actually, you'll be Brittany Grinard the second you get off that airplane. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a callback, man. Woo. Who remembers Brittany <laughs> Griner? Does the WNBA still exist? They're in the middle of their season right now. Yeah. They made a big deal about Brittany Griner's first game back, and she uh, talked about how. 
the Star Spangled Banner had, you know, a new meaning to her now that she's, you know, a free American. Yeah. You know, she's oh, not dude. kneeling, not kneeling anymore for the, the national anthem, yeah. which is nice. I really, yeah, fuck her, dude. I really wish I could have been there when they entered American airspace. I think I've said it on here a million times, dude. That's the most beautiful thing I've ever heard in my life. Well, Welcome to America. <laughs> it probably Welcome was for Brittany Griner as well. And uh, I don't get what people think is going on by traveling to China or doing business in China at this point. Are people not aware that we are in a really thick cold war with China? We're at a bad point where we're... We used to be the bully of the world. You could go wherever you wanted and nobody would fuck with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're at a point now where people will fuck with you. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> We're not the bully we used to be. I, I totally agree, and that's why I find this such to be kind of alarming. And I can't believe there's people still like living in China thinking that America and China are doing business together and you know marching to hand in uh, hand dude, into the 21st century. If you're an American in China, you're like three trains away from going to join the Uyghurs. I know, that's what I'm saying. You're I'm psycho. You, dude. You're, no, you're totally psycho. I keep All I'm thinking is if you're there, you're going to be with the Uyghurs in two months. There's no I, doubt about Frank, it. I tell everybody I don't even have a passport. You're, you are, if you're an American, you are hated around the world. Stay here. That's a great call, dude. You, we, we have crossed that point now where I, I do believe it is not safe at all for people to be going to places like China, and, Russia. And we're so weak on the geopolitical scene. Our government can't even help you. Do you want to get arrested and be locked down with the, in the Uyghur camp and then have America send Abe Blinken over, that feeble, weak little <laughs> loser, Blinken? to come and negotiate the terms of your release? Yeah, right, dude. You're, you're screwed, man. You're... You're gonna be you're gonna be, like, you're gonna be just like that kid from North Korea. How did that turn out? <laughs> Came home fucking paralyzed. That died. God, a Blinken. He's the weakest a. looking Blinken. child man I've ever seen, and I'm oh, a weak the, looking child man. That's dude, <laughs> it's the whole fucking Biden administration, dude. I'm telling you right now. I can't get over those pictures of Lincoln of Lincoln. See what Abe Blinken, Anthony Blinken. <laughs> Uh, Are you saying, hey, Blinken? Bless you. <laughs> so he he just looked so weak and feeble and flaccid. And, and like his suit dude. was oversized. He looked ridiculous, man. I can't get over Yeah, that. how could you not get a better fitting suit? Just get, a, just get a fitted suit, man. You work for the White House and you're meeting China and you have an oversized suit. You look. Pathetic! Oh, I can't get over that image of that guy standing next okay, to. All you Pooh young Bear. men out there, take take Dude Man Mike's advice. Right, save on the first class ticket, get coach. Spend that money on a fitted, on a better fitting suit. More important, <laughs> more importantly, get a better tailor. Yeah, the, the suit is never as important as the tailor. Get a good tailor. Blinken him well. Well, Blinken's problem is he was taking fashion advice. From Sam Britton, he just uh, going to the suit out of someone's suitcase oh. uh, at the airport. <laughs> he showed up to China in sweatpants, <laughs> stole a suitcase. Yes, 
Yeah, he was hanging out with Fetterman the night before. He realized he was just in his, his sweatshirt and shorts, and he's like, oh, man. So he, he pulled a Sam Britton, a actually, classic Biden Actually, we're just lucky move. he didn't get a dress. I'm going to go out and say this is a win for America. <laughs> he might have looked better, actually, if you put on like a little bit of a, uh, you know, a, a, like a crop top and a dress. And well, let me tell you, Abe Lincoln is in your legs. You got to work on the calves a little bit, and then you're killing it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> then you then you can do the Sam Britton. Oh, man. This is uh, this is why we're losing in this cultural battle. He's got them old white guy calves, you know? Not good. Not good. Tan them, work them out. <laughs> Where there's a concern, a new Chinese counter-espionage law could put foreign companies at risk. Chinese state TV broadcast these images of police raiding the Shanghai offices of U.S. firm CapVision. Chinese authorities claimed it was an ordinary law enforcement act. It's happened to four or five of our firms over the last couple of weeks. U.S. Ambassador to China Nick Burns told Chinese officials the U.S. is deeply concerned by this intimidation. These are punitive actions, and they're unwarranted. And God, you just sound you know, like such a fag, and that is why the Chinese are taking advantage of you. <laughs> they're taking advantage of us, dude. I've been to, th dude. This is what these countries are doing. <clears throat> yes, they set up these laws. Frank, you want to open a business in my country? Oh well, yeah. Guess what? Guess what? In my country, in Mike, in Mike, in Mike Town, fifty-one mm. percent of your company has to be owned by a Mike. All right. Okay. Yeah. Let's do okay. this. Okay. So, Frank, you're more than welcome to open your business here, but 51% is owned by Mike. So, you come here. You're a multi billion dollar co uh, company in America. That's right. You come here. You welcome me in. I own 51% of your fucking subsidiary in Mikeville. And guess what? What's that? You're here just long enough for me to steal all of your intellectual property. And then, and wow. then I kick you out of your 49%. Oh, and no. now in Mikeville, I have an apple, but it's called Apple. Oh. <laughs> Man, I've been screwed. Damn it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's why Russia has Mark Donald's, and it's doing just as good as McDonald's. That's know? right, it's, man. And I want to remind everyone, we covered this last week. Uh, we had just released information that we found out the Chinese spy balloon that traveled from Montana to South Carolina had American tech on board. And not only that, we did a report in that same episode about three weeks from three weeks earlier where a worker at Apple defected yeah. to China and stole information from Apple about the, autonomous information and, and uh, no, 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 AI no, no, no. technology. The, the, the fucking hot air balloon had American technology that was built in China. Like, we literally have American technology. Yes. We're building the shit in China. They're sending us what we ordered, and then they're building extra, putting it in a balloon, and then spying on us. And then, like we are so stupid. And then what did you catch what they here? said in this in this new segment? They're talking about how China is passing anti-espionage bills in their country to ward off American companies. Yes, they're gonna because they just stole your intellectual property. They don't need you anymore. <laughs> so and incredible. now you're out. Now you're, and they, it's so stupid. It's I can't so believe. Stupid, man. <clears throat> And, and, and what kills me is the guy who's unclogging toilets. The plumber <laughs> in Chicago. It's like, what are you guys doing? You know what I mean? I'm not in charge of a... I'm not a CEO of a multinational corporation. And I'm like, what are you... I'm, I'm just a plumber. 
Yeah, I think anybody could see the writing on the wall here. And again, I how are these people <laughs> still they? there? How are you still there? How are you still there after 2020? You, Hold you, on, like, though, Frank. Can they really see the writing on the wall, or are you blinded by your education? That they told are. You, yes, you are correct. If, that told you if you just go, Frank. If you just if you just go to can't to 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 China, talk to the people, <laughs> That's give right. them a fair deal. Oh, they will okay, accept yeah. you. It will work together as a world community. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yes, all for the fucking bullshit. You know what I heard the other day is I think next year or uh, no no by the end of the decade the ISS is going to crash into the into the ocean. Really? I didn't know it was that soon. I know it was calculated yeah. or planned to do so at some point, but... Uh, yeah, I got 10 years. Not even. And I didn't realize it was that soon either. And what I love about that is like, yeah, dude. How many countries that signed on for that first one are going to sign on for the next one? You know? How many of those countries already have their own? Well, China has their own. They're sending up teachers to do lab experiments up in it. Yeah. We covered that, man. Doing. I, I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird thought. It is a weird thought. Uh, China is up to no good. I can't get over the fact that we are in a very serious cold war that could tip over into a hot war at any moment. Um, and here we are dancing around this like, oh, gee whiz, yeah. uh, the Chinese, they're being mean to us in our buildings here in China. Like, yes, it, man, the, they're kicking you out, dude. <laughs> they don't I, I keep having door. this argument with people. It's, there is no hot war. I think we will lose our dominancy without even fighting. I believe it has already happened. I've been arguing this for a long time. Without a single shot being fired, America yes. has lost to the uh, Chinese already. Look, Just look at the censorship that we go through in this country. You know, we abide by Chinese laws, whether we realize it or not. And we proved, so I was thinking about this uh, earlier today, like, since World War, so World War II, the Western Judeo-Christian nations just established dominance around the world. They literally changed the world order. They decided borders, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. And we established that this was the norm for the world. Since then, we really haven't won a war. <laughs> no, no, we haven't really you won know? a conventional war. I mean, and the one thing I learned from Afghanistan, and I'm and I'm sure I'm not the only one. The one thing I learned from seeing the war in Afghanistan throughout my life, it was a twenty year war. The one thing I learned is that all you. <clears throat> For all the weapons and all the technology, for everything the military has in America, we have proven from the Vietnam War and on, we have proven that all you have to do to beat America is really outlast the politics. Hmm. It's no more of an, it's no it's no more a matter of whether can you beat them militarily. It's can you outlast the politics. Wow. Think about it. That's wild stuff. Like, like the fighters in Afghanistan, there's no way they're better fighters. There's no way they're better equipped. These guys did not beat us militarily. All they did was retreat to their caves and wait for enough presidential cycles, enough elections, enough, you know. There's a clip going out there. It's a Russian oligarch fella talking about how infiltrating Western society would take about 15 years and it's a slow burn and it has everything yes. to do with... Uh, culturally and you know and 
Fecting. I think he's wrong. I think it takes 25. Well, he I th- he goes on in the clip that says uh, we didn't we believed it was a 15 year program. We had no idea the success rate it would have in 25 years. And, oh uh, shit! Yeah, that's how old, <laughs> oh, that's how old the clip is, man. And uh, oh, that's so, dude, you just gave me chills. Yeah, and so um, oh. I've been saying this since the beginning. If you want to know where the woke virus came from, it was seeded here from overseas, man. These it was people China and Russia absolutely Ukraine. got together and yeah. infiltrated our culture through the digital age, through technology, through social media. It warped your brain. Yes, man. And if you want to know why everybody's trans, all the kids are gay, we no longer have nuclear families, communities oh. are destroyed, Dude, like, take a look I, around. What did I say? What did I say throughout COVID, man? Anybody who, if you really want to know what COVID was, go read the Army Manual on Counterinsurgency. Yes. That is what COVID, you went through step by step, per manual, the Army steps, the military steps for handling a counterinsurgency, and the counterinsurgency was everybody who didn't believe COVID. Yeah, we were attacked, man. 2020 was an attack on this country. On, on the free people. It's it's pretty wild stuff, man. I and I'm having a hard time understanding whether or not. Did it go to plan, or did it not work as they had hoped, and so now they're trying, they're re-upping it and trying to go for it again with the uh, you know, disruption of our uh, food uh, lines and the pipelines and the energy sources, the blackouts that they're threatening. Um, we covered in the last show. Uh, folks, we are T-minus 24 to 48 hours. They're going to blow up that nuclear facility in Ukraine. Uh, I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, they are going to blow that sucker sky high and the fallout is going to be beyond anything we could comprehend and maybe still, or uh, on that thought level, I, I believe that we are ignorant and do not understand what fallout is or is like. They could use that moment to just lock us down. And I, I think that these uh, smoke sessions that they've been uh, inundating the eastern seaboard and Chicago with and, you know, just kind of uh, forcing people to go inside because it's unsafe to breathe the air or be outside. <clears throat> these were kind of beta tests to, to gauge how they could really get everyone to just lock it down, stay inside. It's not a virus this time. It's something in the air you can't see. I don't know. Yeah. So we yeah. watch out. I don't out. know where they're gonna take it. I they're you're right in the fact that they're gonna go. COVID was a beta test. And oh it yeah. Worked, I think it worked way better than they ever imagined. It's, the fact yeah. that that many people took a vaccine is it. It still to this day blows my mind. I I I, I don't know. And I, st- I st- still to this day, the amount of people that did not take any shots after the first two who still say, no, 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 Anthony Fauci was right about everything up until the third shot. <laughs> <laughs> like, why? <laughs> you know what I mean? 
You know, if he was wrong about the third shot, why is he not wrong about the first two? Have you been seeing the data recently that is being collected at this point when it does come to the effects and the results of this vaccine program? A lot of deaths, man. A lot of heart attacks, strokes, myocarditis, blood clots. We talked about that bodybuilder. I don't know if you watched the clip of him. It's a four-minute clip, but yeah, it's heartbreaking, man. This guy is in the greatest shape on the planet, and he just... uh, did everything he could to drain his body of this poisoned blood. He knew it was poison. You can't. You can't take it out. And you can't take it out, man. It's in you. And Speaking of taking it out, I got to take a piss, but I can hear you talking. Keep talking. <laughs> this guy couldn't take out the poison or uh, the metals, the heavy metals that were in there, and um, drained his blood, didn't matter, still had the aneurysm. Everyone's dying from these vaccines. I saw Robert Kennedy doing a bunch of rounds on the social media sites and the podcast world. Uh, He was mentioning stuff about like 11,000 excess deaths or uh, there's so many different numbers coming out of different places around the world. And I think what everyone should really focus in on are the excess uh, mortality rates more especially in places like Australia, where everybody had to get the shot. They forced everyone to do it. I mean, Australia, I know we're goldfish, but Australia had literal, what are they called? You know, these facilities. Uh, They got gates, fences, armed guards. They put people into these little housing structures. They're They're like camps where you could concentrate a bunch of people, right? Uh, so that way you could control them. And uh, that's kind of what they built, these these camps where they could concentrate people. They concentrate, built them. Yeah, they built these concentrate. They built these in Australia, if everyone remembers, uh, so they could detox for two weeks, right? And then re-enter society. That was another beta test. I and. Take a look at Australia, though, now, these mortality rates, the heart attacks, the strokes. That's, you got the bodybuilder, dude, the Jamie cl- Foxx, has that stroke where he's blind yeah. now. And yeah. my whole point being here is all this stuff is out there. We went through all this crap. And you know who I haven't heard from in, like, six months? Six months is Tony Fauci. Where is this guy gone, dude? He's completely <laughs> disappeared off the face of the earth. I think he hitched a ride on Tesla's rocket and just went right into the freaking ISS. He's hanging out with that doctor in the uh, Chinese space station, man, working on some weird fungus in a lab up there, dude. I'm telling oh, you, no. man, that guy disappeared. Oh, dude, I just found out something. Anthony Fauci's 5'7". Wow. <laughs> All the greats, Mike. Look, He's in the greats. I may dislike Tony Fauci. I may believe he's the single most evil human being to ever, ever walk the planet, but uh, you need to respect the greats when you see him. And this guy, like... Greatest killer in America. Yeah, I mean, he was such You're a right. killer. You gotta respect the you know, the you're player. Right. If you're going right? to be great, be great. If you're going to, you know, no He's, matter what you are, be great at what you do. And I'm not being, uh, you know, 
outrageous here, people, when it comes to Tony Fauci and being just a sick, disgusting, murderous weirdo, dude, he he created a drug for AIDS patients that killed more people uh, than AIDS did, and then uh, there's a lot of speculation that his studies, uh, you know, his uh, gain-of-function studies are what created AIDS and that it came out of Fort Detrick. Uh, there's a lot of information to back that up, and... Uh, you know, it's kind of a coincidence that 20 years, 30 years later, we have another situation where his gain-of-function research uh, accidentally releases another uh, virus into the public, and it's COVID, and then he's got the vaccine, which now here we are, and what are we seeing? Well, it's starting to seem like this vaccine is probably going to end up killing more people than the virus did. He's going to go up there with Hitler and Stalin as the greatest killer of... Respect the evil when you see it, folks. This man you is top-tier, I mean, literally, at the... At, like, might be one of the greatest killers in the modern era. And to top it all off, and not only that, like, could you get more evil than the AIDS and the COVID, (laughs) right? No, no, no. This guy had to spend decades torturing beagles, man. He just tortured beagles. Hey, Frank, you know what? I think you're out of something, because I just just typed in Stalin. They think he was, they say he was about 5'6". I smell the 5'7". Oh, yeah. Wow. Great murderer. Maybe the great, maybe no matter what you're great at, you're still 5'7". Even if he's murdering. Pick something you're good at, folks, and be great at it, all right? Really focus, okay? Thank God I pick juggling. Yes, Mike does the juggling, <laughs> you know? Uh, and plumbing. Tony Fauci does the beagle torture and the killing of uh, sick people around the world. <laughs> you know? Be great. Really did master, dude, really did master the torture. Nobody before him thought of the bot flies in a face, <laughs> face cage after paralyzing you from the neck down. What about... Like, dude... Th- Dude, Tony Fauci was like the biggest proponent and advocate for uh, putting people on the ventilators, and now they're like, oh, the ventilators are actually what killed everybody in the hospitals. <laughs> like, <laughs> Tony Fauci was oh, like, we, we got to wow. put them on the ventilators. You know, <laughs> like, I want to hear them breathe, but slowly. And the, and, uh, Dr. Fauci, we tried your first idea, but we don't have enough brass to make that many bulls. <laughs> you know what? Let's put them in a pexiglass room. We'll put the family outside the glass. <laughs> then we'll stick them on a ventilator. We'll tell them we're trying to save them, but it's what actually kills them. <laughs> it's going to be great. Oh, my nipples are hard already. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I thought the brass bull was a good idea. Seriously, dude, they like torture these people. Yes, man. <laughs> no, yes. no, no, we'll put all of the loved ones just out of reach <laughs> on the other side. Of, on the other side of this little piece of plastic. It's going to be so funny. Frank, you're going to die laughing. I'm telling you. <laughs> you just said gonna... <laughs> it's Fauci's aide at the end of the night. He drops off a giant <laughs> box of just, you know, video footage of all these families suffering. <laughs> You know, all the security footage. Look at all these people with the masks. Oh, my God. They think it's going to help them. They think the plexiglass works. This is so funny. Frank, you're not going to believe it. These clowns. I even got video of one or two wearing two masks. Those are the ones I come to. It's... <laughs> The people watching the grandma die from behind the plexiglass wearing the mask. That's what gets me hot. You want to really make me come? Put that family in double mask. Oh, God. 
Talk about the eyes rolling back. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) There's me, Ryan, why I retired. You make enough money? Nah, I got enough footage. I'm set for retirement. It don't matter. Let's might as well go to an island. This is great. <laughs> Dude, we're at the point. We're hitting the zone where uh, the, the deaths are uh, they're overwhelming. Uh, uh, he's gonna go down as the greatest killer. I I freaking love this stuff. Oh, that's just for humans. Wait till we start talking about the dog. <laughs> <laughs> It's just amazing how we have forgotten about Fauci. He's really disappeared from the scene. Rand Paul, what happened? I thought he was going to release his book. Yeah, and then uh, grill Fauci. Like, nothing's going to happen. There's no way they're going to no. take down the highest bureaucrat in uh, Washington, D.C. It's just never going to happen, man. <laughs> Who do you think ran Epstein's island, Frank? <laughs> Famously, uh, Fauci, a fan of the bathhouses back in the uh, 80s there. You know, I'm not gonna be mad at him. At least he fucked dudes of age. Yeah, yeah. He was uh, kept it respectable, and uh, you know, I guess the bathhouses where it went down back in those days. Who do you think was patient zero? Oh no, (laughs) it was actually a Chinese guy, Wuhan lab. Let me know this. I heard, I heard it was a uh, a Confederate, Fort Detrick. (laughs) That's right, man. It was a MAGA guy. He's eating a tuna sandwich. Uh, so uh, there is one thing I wanted to get into uh, since we got a little time here at the end. And uh, I was just boogieing down the other uh, last evening there at the Grateful Dead farewell tour. Uh, Colorado at the uh, forefront now uh, for another fantastical freedom that um, I'm sure will only spiral out of control and then the government will tax us and we won't even be able to enjoy it anymore. Let's do it, man. We're getting high on shrooms, baby. Colorado is once again at the forefront of a new drug industry. After being among the first states to legalize marijuana, it will soon join Oregon in allowing professionals to offer psychedelic mushroom trips starting in 2025. But as Colorado Public Radio's Andrew Kenny reports, some people don't want to wait. In an apartment near downtown Denver, Ashley Ryan (laughs) runs a small wooden baton around... Ashley Ryan? Remember Ashley Ryan from school? I, you know, I, I thought the name sounded familiar, and that's me. Dude, Ashley Ryan, she used to be right next to me in the locker room. Oh, man. In the lockers. My, I might, we might know this person, actually. This is kind of funky. Uh, is she hot? Dude, she was like this really hot Italian chick. Nice. I don't know. I, uh, this is an NPR uh, audio oh. only, on an audio only broadcast here, the Dude Man Podcast. So we, uh... We'll never know how hot this Ashley Ryan gal is. You know what? I'll have to find her company. And uh, swing over there, and I'll bring Emma. We can uh, do a little shroom action. Ashley Ryan was, like, one of those girls super hot where, like, you knew she, like, dude, she's got to be really hot now. In the 30s, like, she was waiting for that MILF prime. Wow, MILF prime. Oh, like, she was hot. She was hot in middle school, but you knew she was going to be, like, prime MILF. Yeah, Ashley Ryan, damn. All right, well, let's all. I drink uh, off tonight. Just kidding, Ashley. <laughs> Talking about Tony Fauci here again? What is he? Watching some security. 
Uh, Ashley Ryan. Okay, so folks, uh, since we are audio uh, only, um, enjoy yourselves. We will be uh, envisioning a total fox and babe uh, talking about getting she people high on mushrooms. Smoking tall, right. skinny, long legs. Beautiful. All right, good times. Uh, great oldies. Let's dig in. Of a Tibetan singing bowl and strikes it once, twice, before the tone she wants rings out. And so singing bowls might be incorporated in a healing journey, meditation, mindfulness. Ryan calls herself a psychedelic guide. She accompanies people as they trip on psilocybin mushrooms. The singing bowl helps her clients relax, even when space-time itself starts to feel unreliable. There is... <laughs> space-time is unreliable? Oh, they're tripping. Um, as well as just kind of going <laughs> whatever people need to heal is what Yo, I Yo, Frank, want. this thing has been stable for 14 and a half billion years. <laughs> Feeling a little unstable. <laughs> so, I... I thought this was sounding ridiculous too, right? But there's a reason why she has to do this, okay? There, there's actually a business reason behind it. That oh. This is a loophole. If loop you're hot enough, I'll pay for it. And you know? Well, you're going to find out this is a loophole in this law that we just passed. And this is kind of why, like, Colorado's so dumb sometimes, but in maybe some, you know, in a good way on a, you know, because it allows these private local business owners to, to explore an avenue that wouldn't be possible uh, in other places. So, but again, we don't really have league. You can't legally sell shrooms here. So that's kind of you know she's doing this this whole like shroom experience joint. She's a former teacher who says she found happiness through her own careful use of mushrooms. Now she's guided dozens of trips for fees ranging into the hundreds of dollars. Sometimes it's just a friend calling and telling me, hey, I want to take these mushrooms. Can you come over and hang out with me and watch me and make sure that I'm safe? Colorado's new psychedelic sector has really sprung up since last November when voters approved Proposition 122. It allows Coloradans to grow and use plants and fungi containing psychedelic substances like psilocybin, DMT, and mescaline. 122 gave us the opportunity to use our voice and to share the healing power of mushrooms with others. Share is the key word. The new law doesn't allow anyone to sell psychedelics, so no mushroom dispensaries, but people like Ashley Ryan can give away the drug and charge for related services like trip guiding. <laughs> I feel yeah, like it's growing man. every day. I She's get a, more that is a brilliant woman. That's God such a her. genius business idea. Such a smart idea. woman. Yes, you know what I'm it is? Because it. it's like everybody out there who's selling you a quote-unquote shroom experience is like this fat hippie dude with a tie-dye <laughs> shirt right, right? Man. but then here comes ashley ryan i guarantee you she's beautiful of course you're gonna pay her to take you through this trip yeah dude sounds like she's got this sweet like yoga studio place with a comfy couch and you can hang <sighs> out and do whatever and i think this is a brilliant idea i people uh i'm on my way to colorado right now i think you could uh utilize this in the restaurant industry even uh if you found a way to just be able to serve this in like a tea or something you know you think and, ashley can cook oh oh you took a different step <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry, go ahead. We gotta hook up Mike with Ashley over here. Oh, yeah. Uh, you almost had me. I thought you were saying she was cooking. <laughs> More DMs. Listen, Ashley, you throw email. a lasagna in there and you don't put no bullshit ricotta, ricotta cheese in there, I'm in. Just <laughs> fucking give me some of that mozzarella and parmesan. That's it. If you don't know how to make a lasagna with just parmesan and mozzarella, get the fuck out of here. You ain't making a lasagna. Uh, messages from friends who I would never think would want to try mushrooms. Other entrepreneurs are pairing psilocybin with physical therapy or selling microdose classes. This is all happening with no licenses, no testing, no regulation. State Senate President Steve Fenberg. I don't know if you know this, but I've been taking mushrooms for 35 years. No testing or license. Yeah, I was just about <laughs> to say... Uh... <laughs> 20 years, man. I started at 15. 20 years. We I haven't taken one. We know. went to uh, the Dead Show, like I was talking about earlier, and about a month ago, uh, a business associate uh, gave me uh, some mushrooms he had been growing, and he gave me uh, quite the abundance. Uh, it was too much. Uh, I don't take a lot of mushrooms all the time, but we were going to the show, and I said to Emma, I'm going to take half the mushrooms in this bag, and uh, I'm just going to bring them and give them out. I don't want to take them home, you know? Yeah, he grew them, huh? Were oh, they good? they're fantastic. Yeah, we munched yeah. on a couple of them one Saturday. It was a beautiful day. We had a great time. They're you know just very very mellow, very clean, uh, very happy. And so uh, we're at the show at the dead, and uh, people were asking for it, and I was handing them out, and... Uh, uh, the snake was there, and I hand the snake the bag, and uh, he uh, he palmed pretty much the entire bag <laughs> and just, like, engulfed them in one breath. And I looked at him in astonishment, and I said, goodbye, sir. <laughs> I'll see you on the other side. <laughs> we'll talk next week. Wow. <laughs> Not interested in sharing with anybody. <laughs> this bag is mine. And I'm eating it now. <laughs> 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 